I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, he's found him via the deflection, it's Aaron Davis, he could win it, he probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh and it's an opening goal, what a start, Madden after just six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian. I'm joined by Mr. Ben Barrett. Hello. And somewhere between Southampton and Preston on I don't know what number train now is Mr. David Coates. Dave, how close are you to getting home? I'm somewhere just outside Berwick upon Tweed. I'm just going to turn around now and uh, yeah, I should be with you. Yeah. Well, when I say welcome to Oslo, that's when I know I've gone too far, I think. But yeah. <laughs> Some train that's got you to Oslo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a, went underwater for a bit. No, that was a very slow train on the way back up north, but it was all uphill on the way back. So, and we were joined by a rowdy bunch of Coventry fans and uh, Bolton Wanderers fans. So, yeah, if you need to know anything about the chance of either of their uh, supports, let me know. I've got more. Is it about other teams getting battered everywhere they go? There was a bit of that, but only, yeah, yeah, only a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So you were at the game. You went, you, you went all that way. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) Well, yeah, in hindsight, it didn't, may not have seemed such a clever idea, but, um, but yeah, I'd never been to Eastleigh. um, So I just thought, well, I can, I can, if I can get a cheap train ticket, I'll, uh, I'll do it. And I got a cheap train ticket, cost me £31 all the way from uh, Preston to Southampton Airport Parkway, which is every bit as exciting as it sounds. And uh, yeah, and then I realised why, what happens if you buy a cheap train ticket, you end up covering the entire length and breadth of the United Kingdom. But yes, I did go to the game. I got 
all the way there. It is quite funny because the other day you were saying how, you know, it's quite a straight, quite a straight route down to Eastleigh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it should have been. It should have been like Preston, Birmingham, Eastleigh. That should have been it. But it wasn't. It was Reading and Basingstoke and uh, Wolverhampton and yeah, all these other places. But yeah. And then on the way back, it was a fairly straight line, but it was just really slow. Yeah. Well, the things we do to see the return of Ola Fella, Ola Mola in green exactly. and white. Fella fever is what got <laughs> me there, I think. Yeah. It's got, got, a, got, a, got a few people there, I think. There, there were certainly, what, there nearly 500 of us, weren't there? Nearly 500? Yeah. yeah, but 499 of them were darn tight closer than you, you idiot. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think if we'd have tipped over 500, probably all the jumping up and down in the away end probably would have put the floor all the way through. We nearly did it anyway, or someone nearly did it. The uh, Trying to work out exactly what happened. And then we heard the steward say, don't stand there, it snapped. Which you don't really want to hear when you're, uh, <laughs> when you're, when you're yeah, on a slightly questionable um, temporary I don't even have a temporary stand. It felt very temporary. It felt a bit like a... Not there anymore, so yeah, temporary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got a big hole in it, I think, but yeah. Well, that's not ideal, is it? Um, no, not ideal, no. <laughs> Talk to us about your, your afternoon. What was the game? How was uh, what was the performance? I mean, Darren Sell said after the match that he felt we were dominant for 80% of it or 80-plus minutes. How did you see it? Can we have a, a detailed breakdown of each of the goals that you saw, please, to make that 498-mile round trip worth it? Yeah, exactly. My miles-to-goals ratio is fairly poor, I have to say. Yeah, almost as poor as... Well, we're, we're, we're under a goal a game now, aren't we? Because we're, I think, 27 games, 26 goals. But, yes. So, no goals to report. But, um, so, obviously, I wasn't at the Wilston game, but uh, I was stood surrounded by quite a few people who were. And the good thing I can report is it was better than that. So there was uh, there was no um, uh, questioning of the player's character. And I think even some of the players questioned their own character after the Wilston game. So, um, so yeah, we're going to take that, uh, start off on a positive. That was, uh, that was the improvement. Defensively, we were a lot better um, against uh, pretty... Well, I don't know, because their attack, I mean, it got Brett Pittman in. We, the manager spoke before the game, didn't he, about him. He's an experienced player, scored lots of goals. Um, you know, he's 30, like early 30s, I think. So he's not past it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but we kept them very quiet. And in the first half, I would agree that um, we, we definitely dominated the play. Um, in the first half, I don't remember Grant Smith having anything to do. What I would say as well is, though, I don't remember their keeper having an awful lot to do either. And I think that was the problem. We um, Obviously, we had a fella with um, Knowles and Wakefield up front. And there was definitely, definitely some signs of things. I mean, they must have trained together for what? I mean, they announced fella on Friday night. So I imagine he was uh, training on on Friday. Ian may have walked past training and seen him on there on Friday. Am I right? You are right. I did see him. Uh, there we go. So so he's there train to maybe have one training session with him. So, but you could see there was definite link up between 
Knowles and, and, and Wakefield, obviously, but also with Fella as well. He's got a good touch. He, you know, when he did get the ball and ran with it, he looked like he would cause problems. Probably didn't do enough of that um, that, that you, you would have hoped he did. And um, yeah, he hasn't played an awful lot of football recently, I don't think. So maybe, you know, take him a little while to... Um, a little while to get going, but there were definitely signs of things there. He had, I think the best chance probably came, fell to him. Our best chance in the first half was right at the end of the, um, at the end of the half when I think there was a bit of an error. One of their, their defenders gave it away. Gorman fed it to him and he, um, he, he, he put, put one over. Maybe the keeper turned it over, but um, that was the way that you thought it was going to go. It felt like it needed a mistake from someone or it needed, um, a moment of brilliance, and you want a great deal in the brilliance category. But there was, um, there, there was potentially, potentially mistakes. But I think it was, it was probably as well. It was two teams that looked like they didn't want to lose. Um, and then there were there were moments on both sides where they thought, oh, we could win this, and then they went for it. Like in the second half, EC obviously came out with uh, something up them because they 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 looked a lot um, more threatening. Uh, in the second half, probably took it to us a bit. We we, we stood off them, um, gave them a bit too much respect, I think, and stopped doing the things that worked for us in the first half. So, yeah, I mean, a, a draw probably was a fair result. Either one of the sides could have nicked it right at the very end. Their striker, um, Barnett, I think it was, who came on as a substitute, had, you know, basically just just Grant Smith to be in goal. He'd made it, Smith had made a save and pushed it out to him. And I, I don't know how he, you know, if he'd have got it on target, he'd have, he'd have scored. So yeah, it could have gone, could have gone easy way quite easy. But again, the problem was we can't score, but that's hardly a revelation at the moment, is it? It's not. Are you clicking a pen while you talk? Yeah, I was just about to ask, is that the same question? For the love of God, stop. Stop picking that pen. Picking a pen. I was flicking. I was throwing the pen was... on the floor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> trying to figure Pen's it out. It's gone. It's I pen. was trying to figure it out, and it, it came to me towards the end. All oh, right. He's playing with the pen. It's getting yeah. on my nerves. I was. Well, I do apologise. You know, I, I, I couldn't hear me playing with a pen, but I'll put myself on mute now. No, come back. Get my pen, but <laughs> Oh dear. Um I've completely lost my train of thought. I was gonna ask you a question then. Um was it something to do with a pen? No, it was something to do with um yes, we can't score goals. We haven't scored a goal. Um we need to try and find a goal, but was there any signs of fella being in a front three or partnerships were there signs that he was starting to you know very early on create things that because the manager was saying he's going to be a, a threat he's going to score goals he made no no qualms about it he will score goals he said so were, were there signs there that you know we should be positive about the, the signing of Olomola for a third time yes I think um as I say, he and Knowles and Wakefield certainly linked up well. When he I said when he got the ball and he moved with purpose, he's got pace and he and he can hold players off. Um, and that's that's something that neither of our other strikers have. I mean, he's a very different striker to uh, either Reed or or Yusuf. He's 
he's not. I know the manager said something about him being back to goal, but um, I, I don't know. Don't remember. He looked a lot more threatening when he was going towards goal with his with his face facing goal as opposed to being behind it. But yeah, there, there's definitely something there. It just needs give it a week. Give it a week of training and you know, getting to know Tom Knowles and getting to know Charlie Wakefield a bit more. Um, and then we play Dagenham next Saturday. Be interesting to see what what they can do with them in a in a week. Good. I did, I put the pen down. I thought <laughs> I thought it was going to be another pen no, going off. I'm I'm, I'm I'm good. This is a good thing. I I thought the the signing of Olomola was a positive one. One I think that we've been kind of crying out for. Um, I don't think he's reached Murphy, but I think he's a very good front man. Looking through his statistics, um, his only real spell of note in any team was for us on that first loan spell, where he got seven in 10, 12, 13, I think, or something like that in the league. Um, and so we've gone in for the rest of the season. We've got in for 20-something games. Do you think we should be putting a goal scorer's goal-scoring tally on him? Should we be asking him to get Five, ten. What? What should we be looking for between now and the end of the season to avoid the petering out that we are desperately trying to hold off? It's an open. A, that's an open floor question. Ian, feel free to to jump in. Well, be nice to get ten, wouldn't it? How many has yeah. he quick, quickly got? More than that he last year, got, didn't he? Yeah, quickly got ten, I think, and Murphy got thirteen last season. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean. He, our biggest issue is going to be getting him in the position to, well, not getting him in the position, but finding him in the position where he's going to score the goals. So mm. I guess with a, you know, what did the manager say? He said he needs a few, needs a bit of um, fitness from playing games week in, week out and building that back up. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a striker. Is I think we will judge him on goals. <laughs> Wait, right, okay. Gonna... I feel like this is where it was. I've thrown my pen away, so I uh I can't write that down. <laughs> Sorry, I got a pen. Yeah, okay. You write that one down, make a note of that. Yeah. So can we stick him on against Cheddar? If we put him on against Cheddar and he gets 10 goals, is that his you know his quote is up, isn't it? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Score five against Cheddar and he's halfway there. Yeah, exactly. That's the point Dave just made, wasn't it? That was the same point. I said, I said, if he scored ten, then uh, yeah, he's there. But um, but yeah, he, he, uh, there, there was definitely there definitely signs of it. I think. I think the problem was we we didn't we can't, uh, as soon as we got towards the box, we did start to to fall apart a bit, um, and you know it felt like you needed you needed a Diaz or someone like that there was like uh Knowles and Wakefield are going to give you something but I mean they still they still look tired to me I mean they played so many games haven't they I think they they, they didn't look as sharp and as lively as they they normally would they had their moments definitely but you, there definitely needs to be someone that can pick that that killer pass and you know uh, Dale Gorman's not a bad pass of the ball is he but um He's not going to be here for the next two games anyway. But, um, that, yeah, you do feel if you had a fully fit Lawson Diaz behind Ola Muller, Knowles and Wakefield, yeah, that could be that could be something else. But if we had a fully fit Lawson Diaz, he probably wouldn't be playing for us, as we've said, would he? So, 
It feels a, a bit like, you know, at the start of the season when we said we felt we needed, well, I felt we needed someone in the midfield. And it's almost like we've got that front bit. We've got the back as well. Yeah. And it's just, you know, Wakefield and Knowles are brilliant, but it's getting, finding them in the right position and that bit in the middle that we seem to struggle with. Storms and Gorman, obviously, brilliant at breaking things up, but... I think based on what I saw of Diath against Solihull, he is that piece of the puzzle that will yeah. really, it feels like it will bring that all together. And there was no sign of him on, well, he, I'm sure he was there somewhere, but there was no sign of him on the, the squad, was there? Wasn't, no. He was not there. And no Jack Robinson either. Wasn't, uh, wasn't there at all. So uh, he was an odd one, wasn't he? Because he was, he was uh, the BBC asked about Jack Robinson specifically in the pre-match press conference. And mm. Karen Sarn looked almost a little bit confused at the question and sort of said, um, oh, I thought he didn't think he played very well. <laughs> I don't think he was very good, basically. And um, then Against Wildstone. Yeah, and then, yeah. then obviously he, he missed out altogether. In fact, his Instagram suggested he'd been given the time to go back to... Uh, watch his teammates, I think, somewhere at, at, at Middlesbrough. I'm not sure where Middlesbrough were yesterday. Maybe they were somewhere south and he could pop along, but he wasn't actually with the, the overall squad at all. Um, I can't imagine it's anything other than trying to keep an extra hotel room off the wage, off the budget and things like that. I don't think there's anything untoward there, but he clearly hadn't travelled. Maybe he had a slight niggle, maybe something along those lines, but yeah, he was he was out of the squad altogether. We had we had a full bench and, and still had players left over. So, yeah. Um, how did... Let's, let's talk about the defence because Ben Barkley's made the uh, non-league paper team of the week and yeah. it was once again getting rave reviews. He, Darren Sarles said he likes his defence. He likes his back five. Uh, Wilkinson and Barkley with Williams and Little on, on the two full-back sides. Apart from that, last ditch block from Ben Barkley were we under much trouble and you've already alluded to the fact that we kept Brett Pittman quiet we've done that a few times haven't we this season by keeping very good strikers very very quiet yeah I think it was um it was really in the wider positions where they threatened us when they did they had the um uh the, the lad who well he wasn't Jack Grealish he's probably more Jack Clark I think rather than Jack Grealish but uh, Hill who was on the on the far side I'm sure when we get to the Tom Knowles incident we will talk about him but he looked a bit tricky caused a few problems down the side uh, running uh, Mark Little I think it was um, and then obviously Morgan Williams on the other side was a Again, I, I still don't think he's a fullback. I know the manager thinks he's a fullback and he's the person who's paid to manage him. So what do I know? But I still don't think he's a fullback. But uh, didn't really threaten us that much. But no, Barkley and Wilkinson, I agree. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, that usually when you get a player in on loan, you probably get a player who's, you know, not, not playing very much because they're not very good or they're not they're out of form or they're coming back from injury or something like that but with Barkley it doesn't seem to be any of those things it's just it, you know his parent club Hartlepool, not Hartlepool Stockport have obviously got some very good um very good defenders and he can't find his way through him but he looks uh, he, he looks a great player I think said in the conclusions that the fact that probably not thought that much about Max Hunt's absence despite the fact 
it's probably Max Hunt has probably been one of our best players this season. And yet I don't think in the games that I've seen that I thought, oh God, we really miss Max Hunt because Barkley's been been since yeah, been really good. Like you say, the block at the end, everything won his won his headers, um, and, and nearly scored it see in the second mm. half. I know Wilkinson said to you, didn't he, Ben, in the in the press conference about defenders needing to score more goals. Well, I think it was Barnett's corner, Wilkinson won it at the far side, headed it over, and yeah, Barkley found Barkley and he his header came off the came off the top of the bar, but yeah, he, he was he was in the right in the right spot. Do that a few more times, and um, you know if he'd have got it on target, I think that would have been in. Um, he's, he's got four more games left with us. Um, yeah. Would he be someone you'd like to see us keep, even if Max Hunt comes back? Yeah, definitely. No, I think you need to if you, if you if if you can keep him on whatever ter- whatever terms we've got him on, because presumably we've got him on something that doesn't involve too much of an outlay for us, because we know that's the only way that we can bring people in. Um, yeah, you'd have him, wouldn't you, as a as an option? Why wouldn't you want quality players, uh, even if you do have Max? Hunt? And and that means you know you don't have to rush Max Hunt back in mm. sooner. I mean, I don't know. He was a couple of months, wasn't he, when he went off? Which was was that the sort? No. When was that? Which game was that that Max Hunt had that big boot on his? It wasn't Solihull, was it? It was a couple before that, I think. But yeah, it was a it was a home game, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, few weeks a few weeks ago, anyway. So he's probably still got another another month. So certainly, like to see if you know if you can keep Barkley for another month. Stockport seem to be doing all right, anyway, don't they? So yeah, don't seem to be missing him too much. So yeah, we'll keep him. Thank you. Should we talk about the Tom Knowles? incident yeah yeah well i mean i will say that i was there screaming blue murder for uh ryan hill to be sent off uh just like 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 everybody else and telling him that he was a not very good jack grealish um look like kind of you know alice band fancy you know socks rolled down one of those one of those sorts but um but yeah so but but i did think Tom Knowles was probably a little bit lucky. If 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 we all thought that Ryan Hill deserved to walk for for, for what he did, I, I could have seen that referee sending Tom Knowles off as well just to keep it just to keep it level. Because I know you guys have seen the um seen the replay, but to me, Knowles is late on the goalkeeper and absolutely doesn't need to do it. Um, and you know you've seen you've seen people get sent off for that before. And um, and that's obviously what Hill's taken exception to. I think, I mean, the goalkeeper's gone down remarkably theatrically from Knowles' contact, and Knowles has gone down remarkably theatrically from uh, the other, uh, from, from Brian Hills. I mean, he shoved him. Uh, you can't really see it on that replay, but he definitely shoved him in the throat. There was at least one hand or arm in his throat. So, so he has gone down, and I noticed Hill on his Twitter because um, I think our official account is something about he's punched him. He didn't punch him. He shoved him, definitely. Um, and that, you know, he's, he's probably ascending off to the letter of the law, isn't it? But I think the referee had a long consultation with his assistants um, and then gave them both a booking, which is probably was the sen- I, I Even if we had, you know, it was like, I don't know, five, ten minutes before the end, I think. Do you think I that's think why it- he hasn't sent them off? Because it's so close to the end and yeah, it doesn't make want much difference. Game- he doesn't want the game to just turn into a farce of booting each other for 10 minutes. Maybe, 
maybe. I, I mean, it seemed to me, I thought it was a sensible course of action. And like I say, I was screaming from the center off as well. So, and I'd have cheered and with delight if he had, but uh, I didn't really believe it in my heart. I don't think it's interesting on them. Um... The, the, if the club tweeted that it was a punch, because it may be, because Marcus and um, Marcus on commentary was certain it was a punch as well. Mm. So I yeah. think perhaps the angle that they were at, you know, looks like he's swung at him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I don't know. Maybe I've just got my Tom Knowles tinted spectacles on, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he does. He's, it's it's almost like he's just slowing up the play a bit, and because it looks to me like the keeper's about to get wants to get up and get things going, and it's it's hardly a shove, is it? What well, knows is yeah. no, it's not. I don't think it's a shove at all. I think it's a, like a body check, isn't it? But I think I mean, it it he came into him quite quick. You know, it wouldn't stop him. I know uh, it, it may not look. When I saw it live, I thought to myself, ooh, like that. And then Hill came steaming in and I thought, oh, well, okay, stay down there, Tom. <laughs> you know, stay down for a bit, make yourself look like the, look like the victim. But then as the, you know, the referee was um, consulting, I did think to myself, one of them goes, the other one could go here just to level it up, I think. But, yeah, I think Hill was probably more lucky to stay on, but... A book in a piece seemed more sensible to me. Uh, Hill, from from the angle from behind the goal, Hill has to go, without question. He comes steaming in, the hands are too high. It's a definite red card, all day, every day. Refs had a shocker. I I'm a little bit closer to coach in terms of thinking Tom Knowles has got a little bit lucky. I think it's okay to kind of delay the restart. He is the keeper is trying to bowl the ball out early, but the hands are a little bit outward I'm not saying they're high but they're outward and it does become a bit of a push you can possibly run into a goalkeeper run across his path almost collide with him that way and kind of hold him up almost or kind of wrap your arm around him rather than shove or push or come into contact directly and it gives the ref a decision to make and probably gets the reaction out of hill that otherwise wouldn't have happened if he did just run into the keeper Oh, sorry, mate. Got out your way. Momentum kept me going. I think it's just a slowdown, maybe a free kick. Everyone resets and gets on with it. But yeah, I think I'm a little bit closer to thinking Tom Knowles is a bit lucky, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, I think they were both a bit silly. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The I think that I think that's the thing. It, they're both so unnecessary. Yeah, aren't they? Both movements are so unnecessary. I think the keepers are tagged lucky, you know to not find himself going in the book either because he has a turnaround and swings at somebody. Well, not swings, but sticks his arm out and has a push at somebody thinking that somebody else has moved into him. And actually the guy that's run into him has just been clobbered onto the floor. Yeah. It was Wakefield. I think it's Charlie Wakefield, isn't it? Where he kind of grabs at Wakefield and he feels like, Oi, want me? Yeah. (laughs) So I think the, I think the keeper's a bit lucky not to go in the book. His is probably a booking. Hills is definitely a red card 100% of the time. Tom Knowles, maybe an orange card somewhere in the middle? Nah, Ian's not having it. Having it's it. Valentine's Day. <laughs> He's going to take Tom out for a nice meal tomorrow, tomorrow night. So, you know, he doesn't want to hear about this. It's just, um, it's just, you know, on like FIFA when you used to tackle the keeper and it was like an instant red. Yeah. 
yeah. I think we've got a generation of players who are still playing FIFA and <laughs> think any contact on the on the goalkeepers are red. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He'll definitely a red. Hmm. Without question. This isn't the first time this season that Tom Knowles has been like <laughs> thrown to the ground. <laughs> no. Like I say, there was a little bit theatrical, I think, um, where, where, where we did go down. Um, and I mean, um, Solly Hall as well. He was down for a long time, wasn't he? And that lad did get sent off. But again, uh, you know, the lad, uh, um, was it Cranston at Solly Hall? Put your... Put your hands where where they both put them, where Ryan Hill put them as well, and you are running the risk of getting getting sent off. I think Tom Knowles knows what he's doing a bit there. Was it against Dover when he got thrown to the floor and got a concussion? Oh yeah, yeah. Against? There yeah. Was, that was know, that Dover, effect, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah. one as well. You know, yeah. It's like he must uh, he must press all the right buttons. Going to say it's a little pitch. bit of a wind up merge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And after my own heart. Yeah. He's a one. <laughs> he is a one. <laughs> so, nil, nil, f- fair result, point each. Can't yeah. really argue. I mean, you can't argue. Two teams that couldn't really score, you know, bovines with banjos looking for backsides to batter. What's a piece, isn't it? Um, then, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you can't score, you can't win a game, can you? That's Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Loro. Right. That's why we pay you the big bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Like Kevin, Kevin Keegan. We don't score goals, you don't win football matches. Yeah. Very true. So so true. But defensively. But if you don't concede better. goals, you don't lose matches. No, exactly. And we have proven both of those things. So yeah. <laughs> it was um it was yeah, it was a much better performance, I would I would say. I was uh stood with a few people who were at um at Wealdstone and I think they would agree that it was a much uh, a much improved performance. I think Wilkinson and Staunton tweeted afterwards that it was better. Now there's got to be more better. Make it better more against that. Be more, more better. better. Be you more know, better, yeah. We did be more Barrett. Now we're going to be more better. Okay, brilliant. Wildstone beat Barnet yesterday, didn't they? As well, Again, you know, it's because so they're good. It's because they're very good team, Milton. We've said it all along. <laughs> they're in a false position down there. But as they were, as they were singing against us, Barnet get battered everywhere they go, don't they? And then they, they, they lost did. five. They did. They did. They lost five one to Notts County in the week, I think, and then three one. Yeah, they're having a bit of a wobble. Or our our Barnet Barnet friends. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about around Eastleigh? Ben, have you got anything? Not, not about Eastleigh as such, but something that sort of came to when I was looking and, and thinking about what we were going to talk about here was we are currently nine points off the playoffs. Okay, that's fine. I didn't realise just how many games we've drawn this year. 27 games, it's 10-7-10. 10 wins, 7 draws and 10 losses. Only Chesterfield have got more draws than us with 10. There's a bunch of us on seven, three of which are in the playoffs, Boreham Wood, Solihull and Wrexham. You have to sit and think, I know we talk about goals, but we don't even want that many extra goals. 
turn three of those draws into wins and suddenly we're right outside those playoffs. An extra we, one against Weymouth, an extra one against Dover. Sneak one yesterday. It's, it's those type of goals. It's not about playing massive free-flowing football. It's about just nabbing a nasty 1-0 every now and again instead of getting a one-all or, you know, it's that has to be where the frustration is, isn't it? I think well, that's um, what we were doing during that good run, wasn't it? Like Eastleigh were their place and Barnet at our place. You know, those were the games where we didn't necessarily play fantastically, but did enough. Even like Wrexham, you know, we didn't play. We played brilliantly, but we didn't. It wasn't, as you say, free-flowing, beautiful football, but got the goals at the right time and and, and, and that was enough. So, yeah, when we, when we have been good this season, that's exactly what we've done. And that's where you hope Ola Muller, if he can rediscover that form he had in that first spell with us. And I know, um, I know people listening uh, will uh, have added up all of the goals and all of the games that he's played in his entire career and uh, come up with a ratio. Hi, Andy. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, um, come up with Horatio. Yeah. Horatio. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but according to that ratio, he's got five more games before he needs to score a goal. So we'll see how he gets on. I hope. I I'm going yeah. I, yeah. I think we need a bit more than one in five, one in six. Yeah. We definitely need a lot more than one in six. Yeah. If he is a one in six striker, he is not, um, what we're looking for. No. But hopefully he's not. But there we go. The other thing I was going to ask, um, because uh, some in uh, credible um, local journalist asked about it in the pre-match press conference, that um, <laughs> modesty is matched only by his genius. <laughs> yeah. We live in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was me. Um, <laughs> asked about the about the fall between top and bottom, because we are good against the top sides. We went to Stockport and battered them. Um, we beat Halifax on the telly. Stockport. Oh, no, they don't. Okay. No, they don't get battered everywhere they go. No. They've been battered six times, and one of which was us. Um, we went to Solihull, played really well. We went to Wrexham for a magical night in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> but we are yet to beat any of the bottom six. The manager kind of alluded to the fact that it is a bit of sort of a, a strange mental thing of having to beat these bottom sides and control games and take games to them. And, Luke Wilkinson couldn't quite put his finger on why. Well, let's ask the, the two geniuses of Yeovil Town Football Club. Um, well, I was going to, but they're not available. So you two idiots will have to do. Um, <laughs> why, why can't we beat the bottom sides? And why are we quite good against the top sides? Because I'm more inclined to think we've got a chance to go to Dagenham and get something than we have against Maidenhead the week after. Go on, genius. Um... <laughs> genius one. <laughs> Uh, I would say, I think it's all down to that Lawson Diath type midfielder. I really do. I think it's that player who make. It's like the pre-assist player, the person who assists the player who makes the assist. It's pre-assist. Yeah, who assists the assister. Yeah, it's getting. You know, it's, my sister like that. it's. <laughs> it's getting the um, the you know, the wingers in a position where they're, you know, comfortable getting a ball in or, or they've got time to think about what they're doing rather than, oh, I'm going to hope this cross finds someone. And I think it is that midfielder who controls 
you know, controls the tempo and controls what we do in the final third because we seem to be fine everywhere else. But why don't we do that? But why don't we need that against the top six? Because we don't have the ball. But we still must have the ball to beat them. We must yeah. have them at certain points. We yeah, must have but, the ball. We, but we have the ball and break. And it's all about the pace of Knowles and Wakefield and <laughs> I was going to say like Addy keeping up. But but now it could be the pace with, with Olamola as well. You know, like when they when they bomb forward, then you see that there's there's problems. And again, using the Wrexham example, but there, there'd be plenty of other examples, I'm sure, of um, there's this... The defense, the, the, the defense that you find with these with these teams, and again, the manager spoke about it, didn't he? Wilson about how they just pack the midfield, have like yeah. five at the back, don't they? And they just sit there and they're like, right, okay, come on, come on to us. And Marcus was saying when he was done on Friday about, um, you know, they just basically just hit us twice with two mistakes that were, that they cost us, and that was it. That's all they needed to do. Um, and we just can't find a way to um, uh, to break them down. I fully fit. Not, not. I'm not su- trying to suggest that Lawson Diaf is the, you know, the one thing between us and uh, winning the title or anything like that. But you know, that kind of a player who can find that ball that can get that strike. You still need that striker to stick it in, don't you? But yeah, I think it's the way that they 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 play against us. We just haven't got a, an answer for it. Have we just given Cheddar's manager their team talk? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it didn't work against Need. We we couldn't break down Need and Market. (laughs) They beat Dartford, though. They're in the quarterfinals. Fair play to them. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I think a lot of our goals come from, you know, look at the Stevenage goal in the FA Cup. Mm. That came from a fluffed clearance that Yusuf called just a bit of hassle on and freed Sonny and Charlie Wakefield scored. I think the Weymouth game in the FA Cup, that was, um, it sort of opened up nicely and it, it wasn't like after a sustained period of pressure, they're all like flash moments where we get a break and in it goes. You know, Tom Knowles against Wrexham, that was a ping from distance. I think even, you know, at the point we when we played Wrexham away, Staunton's goal was a bit, you know, that's <laughs> how do you prepare for that calibre of finish from a defensive midfielder? Like... There's that, and then you know, obviously Wrexham are chasing the game, and then Sonny scores his goal. It's and the first part of the season, we scored quite a lot of penalties, didn't we? Yeah. And when he did quickly score three penalties, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, so yeah, maybe we need to break this down into open play <laughs> goals in open play because Gorman <laughs> Gorman scored against Wildstone a penalty, didn't he? Um, yeah, ben, Ben's uh, <laughs> working out working out his spreadsheet now. But but uh, I was going to ask the two of you a question, something completely different. Was uh, what uh, are we looking forward to the super intelligent chap that's going to be uh, appointed as our assistant manager next week? That's what Darren Sal called his appointment after the game, didn't he? A super intelligent chap. He did yeah. Yeah. We're looking oh. forward to that. Like, I'm <laughs> I wonder who it's going to be because. Uh, me. You know. It's a mystery. It's a complete mystery to me. <laughs> but yeah, I do wonder. You know, if you know what caliber of intelligence is this person going to be? Is it going to be like I don't know? Is it going to be like 
Venga, like yeah, gonna, gonna be like a like a librarian. Or something. Yeah. Come, come walking in, yeah. yeah. But it's gonna have glasses on. Yeah. Um, is, is that that the sign of intelligence yeah. we're looking for? Is it super well. intelligent? Have really thick glasses on. Yeah. Terrible eyesight. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, but I'm looking forward to him, whoever he is, and yeah. And it was good to see Charlie Lee hanging around outside the game on on Saturday as well. It's good to see that you know he's uh, he's there supporting his old teammates. It's good of him to do that on his day off. Maybe he's going in for the Eastley job. Yeah, yeah, that, he could be. Couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They haven't got a manager, Brian. Uh, ben, what's the odds on Charlie Lee for the Eastley manager's job? <laughs> I have no idea, but with the fact he was in attendance, probably quite short, I presume. Yeah. I imagine he's one of the favourites. Yeah. If he's not, he will be after this comes out, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. without question. Yeah. We're needle, needle tippers. <laughs> we are the needle tippers. <laughs> right. have, you found that, have you found that, Ben? I think I No, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> well, we know it's at least four. Yeah. Because Quigley scored a penalty against Halifax, Aldershot, and did he score two against Aldershot? No, he scored two, but one of them was from open play, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it a yeah. penalty? Um, yeah, I can't think who else he's scored a penalty. Oh, um, Stockport, wasn't it? He scored a penalty at Stockport. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And Gorman on Tuesday. Yeah. All Shall right. we uh, take some questions? Let's take some questions. We do have some questions, Are don't we? Are we not going to talk about Cheddar? Well, there is a question about Cheddar. Well, let's um, do that one first. So, <laughs> so, all right, okay. But what about the questions about Eastley? Yeah. How about we talk about Eastley things and then and then we'll come to come to Cheddar before we come to Valentine's Day, shall we? Okay. Happy with that? I'm going to put this pen down again. I don't want to get thrown off. <laughs> you need one that's not a clicky one. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that one was so clicky. I it's think I'm just... Classic Bic. That's all you need, Dave. Yeah, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a pile of Bics here. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> a question. No, no, no. Literally, I've got a box of Bics. Like, literally, I have. What are you sat there with a clicky pen for? If you got all those. <laughs> yeah, it's not a clicky pen. It was just I was, I was. Yeah. Anyway, no um, one wants to sorry, listen to my. It's five penalties. Five is it? Dale Gorman, Wilson, Joe Quigley, Stockport, Joe Quigley, uh, Halifax, Joe Quigley. Aldershot and FA Cup, Dale Gorman against Yate Town. Oh, yeah, that was a penalty as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So in the league, goals from open play, 22. From 27, from 27 games. That's good, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> so questions. Still more than Dover. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the the benchmark we've got is it well actually i'm gonna ask um i'm gonna ask uh colin's question first because colin actually got in before we even asked the question colin redmond yorkshire glover um is it easier to list the games in which dale gorman has not been booked how did bradley get a booking when playing for less than five minutes he kicked the ball away i think when um uh, towards the end when he came on uh, alex bradley yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what his booking was for. He just comes on to get booked at this stage, I think. Yeah. Do you reckon that's how he wants to get noticed? Yeah, well, in midfield. I have got character C. I can get a booking. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, he likes that, <laughs> uh, that kind of... But, should, we um, some, uh, should we do some booking stats? 
Well, I was going to say because Dan Johnson also asked, "What's the what's the yellow? What's the game to yellow card ratio for Gorman and Bradley?" So, yep, go on, do the stats, Ben. We can do the stats. stats. I'm not doing game to yellow card ratio. I'm doing minute to yellow card ratio. Oh, right. Okay. I know. Yeah. So Dale Gorman has played a lot of minutes so far this season. (laughs) This is statistically sound. (laughs) Lots of minutes. Assuming assuming every game is exactly 90 minutes, because otherwise I'm not working out the math. He's played 2,293 minutes this season, of which he has had, as we know, 10 yellow cards. So very simple math, 229.3 minutes per yellow. MPY for otherwise usage. Um. Which means uh, he is on course for 17 yellow cards this season. Now, I know before someone points out, I know if he gets to 17 yellow cards this season, he'll have missed six games through suspension and not had the full requisite of 3,960 possible minutes this season. I know. Just bear with me. Alex that was Bradley, exactly what I was thinking, yeah. Of course you were. Um, Alex Bradley is currently averaging a yellow card or one MPY every 48.7 minutes. Anyone want to do the quick math on how many he would get if he played an entire full season of 90 minutes? No. Whilst averaging, no, a, he, he would get 81 yellow cards. 81 <laughs> yellow cards. <laughs> so, and again, yes, I know he would obviously miss games in there. And of course, because of the fact that the minute, the MPY figure is less than 90, you could only get a maximum of one per game because the 90 would then reset the figure. So has anyone forgotten what MPY stands for? Minutes per yellow. Come on, Mac. Okay, Stick right. with me. It's so, like he's just carrying on with this like measurement as if it's <laughs> <laughs> it something that they talk about in a pub all the time. Right, go on. But the, no, so that's kind of it, really. Oh, uh, right. Yes, Del Gorman is is working at um yeah, 30 appearances this season across all competitions, 10 yellow cards. That doesn't include FA Cup qualifying round, though, because soccer base doesn't believe that that exists. Okay. Well, uh, there is another question about yesterday, which is kind of related because Harry Eaton asked, was Dale Gorman lucky to only be booked for his tackle late in the game? Now, from the way I saw it, that their player was breaking away and he did, he was catching him up. It didn't look like a tackle from behind to me. I thought it looked like one of those you know, tactical fouls that he had to make. Um, and the manager was asked about it after the game, wasn't he? And he said he wasn't bothered. He said, you know, that's what he's there to do. He's there to make tackles. And he's going he to was asked bothered. about it before the game as well. But, you know. Just yeah, saying. yeah, by that. You're saying. That local journalist, again, from West Yorkshire. The, um, but yes, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I don't think he, I think it would have been asked if he'd got sent off for that. Um, but, yeah, he, that, that, that's what he does, doesn't he? So, he's miss. he now misses. Dagenham and Maidenhead, the cheddar doesn't count, does it, Ben? Is that right? Correct. I consulted my FA Essential Information for Players rulebook earlier and (laughs) confirmed that despite the fact that our level, the Somerset Premier Cup, is considered a first-team fixture and must be treated as such, or we could be kicked out of the FA Cup if we don't treat it as such. That's how serious that charge is. There is a rule that says the Senior County Cup of any division will not be treated as a first-team fixture for disciplinary reasons and cannot be used to serve suspensions for first-team matches. Any misconduct for Senior County Cup will be dealt with by the County FA as non-first-team misconduct. So it would work the other way around. If someone gets sent off on Tuesday, they wouldn't necessarily miss the league games. But So, yes, I can confirm he will be missing for two league fixtures. Should he get to 15, he will then miss three league fixtures. So there will be a maximum of 
six matches missed in the season. Should he get to 20, it is completely <laughs> at the FA's discretion as to how many he's banned for. I love the way you dramatised <laughs> FA rulebook there, man. <laughs> yeah, tune in next week for the exactly, FA Cup rulebook <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to be Lee. The people want to know. I want to believe that Ben actually has his own copy of the FA rulebook and it's like leather bound somewhere. I've got the app. I use the app. It's much better. Oh, he's got 2022. the 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I want to believe that you've got it in like a library somewhere and you. Yeah. You and climb. then you, every season you ring him up and say, I need an update on page, <laughs> yeah. pages 13 to 64, please. <laughs> if anyone wants any information from the app, feel free to let us know. Yeah. I can talk any of the following uh, on-field matters, anti-doping, intermediatories, which I assume is agents, uh, betting-related integrity, media comments and social media, discrimination, safeguarding, and other. Other. So, yeah, so just, you know. <laughs> Let's not go into other, yeah, not tonight. It comes uh, under other. Yeah, no, no, no. Too right. So, um, question about the signing of Ola Mola. Um, Robin Bachelor, though it's early days, do you think Fella will make a good strike partner for Reed and Yusuf? Do you think we'll now see the end of the Sonny Wakefield Knowles front three? And then Robin adds, I think Sonny might start to see less game time, unfortunately. And Dan Johnson asks a similar question How do you think Fella will help our style of play? So how do we think he will fit in? I've kind of given my two pennies worth from what I saw of him on yesterday, but what do we think? I think I want to see him in the three for now, but I think that's partly because I've lost all faith in the goal-scoring ability of Yusuf and Reed, um, And maybe their time will come. At the- da, da, da. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out if Ben still judged Reuben Reed by goals or not. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, carry I'm on, not, Ben. I'm not going to bite, but we always said he would be judged on goals this season. So, um, so yeah, I, I want to see him start in the three because I think we can, once we get Diaz back and we get maybe a little bit more support from that midfield and be a bit more creative and who knows, maybe even get an extra body in somewhere along the line, maybe see more of Alex Bradley midfield, things like that. Maybe once players are a little bit fresher or a little bit um, sort of happier with that extra body, I think actually that 4-3-3 seems to work. So if we can get players fresher, I'm not necessarily sure that does mean we'll see less of Sonny. We might see him in the position either side um, rather than in the middle of the three um, and give Wakefield and Knowles maybe time off the pitch, which I think will be a benefit for them and then bring them back and they're fresher and better. So for now, I think, I don't think I will see him with Reed or Yusuf. I don't think we need to. I think we'd rather keep our creative duo or two of the three creative guys further wider and hopefully have the Lawson Diaz key to unlock defences in the midfield. What do you think, Ian? Do you think, to, to Robin's question, uh, do you think he could make a good strike partner for Reed or Yusuf? I think I'd like to see him paired with Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't watched Fella play for, you know, since the last time he played for Yeovil. Um, so I don't really know, you know, he may have changed as a player over the years. Um, I always thought he was, <laughs> he was always like really muscular and skipped leg day. It looked like, cause he was always quite top heavy. Um, <laughs> so I always wondered if he, you know, if he leaned up a bit and was maybe a bit more pacey than powerful, what type of player he'd be. Um, I think based on what we did against Weymouth in the second half, I think it can only help to have 
another striking option that if you want to go to 4-4-2, you can partner someone else with Reed and Yusuf. Because, I mean, we haven't seen a great deal of them paired up either, really. We haven't really played 4-4-2, have we? Um, so, and I think that's largely been down to Wilco being out and then Staunton being out. And then I feel like he would only want to go that way if he had Wilkinson at the back and Staunton paired with Gorman. And obviously we're not going to see Gorman for a couple of games now as well. So I think it will probably stick with the three for a little bit, but I think it's good to have that option. Um, mm. Did Sonny, Sonny came on and yeah. sent the midfield or up front? Was he uh, sort of in the three and then he moved back, didn't he? Yeah, kind of behind the two of them. Yeah, Knowles and Wafer were certainly playing further forward and he kind of dropped in. I mean, he moves around a lot, doesn't he? So um, he's a bit bit fluid. But yeah, he came on for Olamola, didn't he? So, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, it sort of feels like since the Weymouth game, Sonny's been a little bit out in the cold um, in terms of coming on from the bench rather than starting games. But... At the same time, you know, we had those two good performances against Wrexham and against Woking. I suppose he did all right. And, you know, other than that, what else have we talked about with Sonny? Yeah. He's a good player. I think he's got a load of potential, but ultimately, how many assists has he got this season? How many goals has he got this season from someone in those positions? Yeah. You know. His record isn't outstanding. But again, he's a young player who is a lightweight, smaller player, having to make a difference in a league where there are a lot of big blokes who want to just kick him <laughs> kick him out of the game. Yeah. Gavin Gunning in particular. What did we say a, a, a little while ago? Sonny Blue Low Everton gets more out of this loan than, than we do. Yeah, because he'll go on and become a much, much better player from this experience and will go on and be a really good player at League One Championship level. I have absolutely no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, we're getting him at his, his young, skinny, scrawny stage. And yeah, that's just that's what you get when you're at our level. Yeah. I mean, we had Liam Walsh at his young, skinny, scrawny stage and he was sensational. Yeah. yeah. Where's he now? Liam Walsh. He, he went, still at college. He went to. He was at Swansea, and he signed for somebody on transfer deadline day. Okay. I can't remember. Oh, right. He was at City, wasn't he? Bristol City. Yeah. He yeah. Was. And then he went to Swansea. Right. Okay. He was at. On, he didn't he go on loan to Coventry last season. Yeah, gonna say. I think he did really well at Coventry. I think, and then that's why Swansea signed him, possibly. Should have asked those Coventry fans I saw on the train, shouldn't I? But they should have. You didn't really think about Liam Walsh in those moments, do you? I, I did. I, I don't. <laughs> it's like whether I'll make it out of this carriage alive kind of uh, time, I think. <laughs> whether, whether Barnet and Coventry are going to collide in the middle of, uh, yeah, Coach Jay or not. Um, got a question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, we've got a question from Paddy Horsington. Liam Walsh is at Hull, not you, you div. I was at Hull. I thought I was on my train again. Sorry. I, uh, I thought, yeah, Hull. Probably... Yeah, Dave, you're in Hull. You've yeah. <laughs> gone too far. Yeah. I'll slow next stop. Uh, Hull, right. Okay. He's on loan at Hull, is he? Yes, from Swansea. Yeah, right. Okay. Is he playing for them much? 
Jeez, you're on a full list or what? All oh, right, okay, right, so, right, next, I was going <laughs> no, to the no, next no, question. No, 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 hold the questions now. What's, not, his M- what's his MPY? <laughs> <laughs> it's just because the Super Bowl we're not, mo- we're, we're not moving on a damn thing until we find out what he's doing at home, so. <laughs> just just talk it. amongst yourselves. I'm right, find out okay, you. can, I, can I, when I say talk amongst yourselves, can I ask another nope. question? Let's oh, talk wow. about Dan Johnson's own. No nope. question. How do you think the addition of Fella will help our style of we play? We just answered that one, didn't we? Yeah, but we did. Well, I didn't really. Well, I don't feel like I have. Okay, Ben answered Actually, it. Dave. Ben answered it, and you answered Robin. So <laughs> I thought that was it covered. But go on, you answer it then. Well, I think we're going to have a front to goal striker, mm-hmm. which I think is going to make a bit of a difference for us, and have a striker who's not, you know, a bit more comfortable um, facing the goal. I always remember him before um, picking up the ball and running with it. So I don't think we've particularly got that at the moment. So that that's a welcome addition. Again, I know his goal ratio isn't amazing, but plenty of strikers haven't had amazing goal ratios and then suddenly something clicks. Paddy Madden. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Be good if it clicked for us. Um then who knows what happens. And he's playing in a league lower than he's ever played before, isn't he? So you'd like to think that he can make more of an impact. And I mean, I don't know what's gone through or Carlisle or where other play Hartlepool that he's been, but certainly for us in that second spell, he played, he was playing out wide an awful lot, wasn't he? Uh, which obviously isn't his position either, but judging on what saw on Saturday, Darren Sarf sees him as more as a down the middle kind of striker, which yeah, can only bode well. He did all right in a crap Darren Wayside, so who knows? And that's been quite kind about the Darren Wayside. So, <laughs> anyone for Liam Walsh news? Yeah, please. Yeah, he has played one game so far since his his uh, temporary switch to Hull. He played sixty five minutes in a three one loss to Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Interestingly, and I use that term very loosely, his last, <laughs> his last game for Swansea saw a brief cameo appearance against Hull, a game in which Hull won. They must have been impressed, so they snapped him up. There you go. Other um, former players, uh, if you want their news and where they are now, let me know. <laughs> we'll find we'll find it right. We'll figure it out. You can now move on to another question. If you another see. question. Okay. Paddy Horsington, does a squad with a fit DF Wilkinson, Hunt, Little, Barnett, Fella, Knowles, Wakefield and Staunton get you promoted this Season or next? Next. Say it. <laughs> we need a goalie. We need Smith in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think probably the problem is, is that you're never going to get all of those players fit, are you? Yeah, but if. if. You're never, you're never going to keep... Well, okay, yeah. If. if. Yeah. If. if you keep them fit and one of... <laughs> and Wrexham, Chesterfield, and Stockport all go up, <laughs> yeah. which they won't. Um, well, yeah, I think. I mean, there's obviously lots of factors in there. The fact that Fella may not even be our player next year because yeah. he's got a two-year contract at oh, Hartlepool. Um, but I think you know they're all good players, aren't they? They've of those players, I think they've all sort of proven themselves that they can more than handle it at this level. But again, it's, you know, you look at Wilkinson, you look at Diaz, those are the two that are like... Little. And Little as well. Those are the three that fitness is always going to be the question mark about them, isn't it? Um, 
But yeah, I think I'd like to lob Smith in that pile of players. I think I'd even lob Gorman in that pile of players as well. Um, for all the talk about his yellow cards and everything, I think he's been, I think he's been a good player for us. And I think I'd rather have a squad that has him around it than scrabbling together a squad that doesn't have him. Do you know what I mean? I think he's a good option to have in midfield. I think if you were writing a list of players you wanted to keep at the end of the season, that would probably be it, wouldn't it? With a couple of extras, like you say, Grant Smith being one of them. And Morgan Williams, we got him anyway, haven't we? So, yeah. The answer Paddy was looking for was yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, this season and next, yeah. Yeah, we, we're actually in League One. One, so, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, well played. <laughs> okay. Um, so as tomorrow, as you were listening to this, is Valentine's Day. Um, we did no, ask... hang on, it's the 30th today as they're listing. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, so oh, yeah, 30. you gotta run down the off license. No, yeah, <laughs> the romance is dead in my world, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> um yeah, so uh, as today is Valentine's Day, as you're listening to it, uh, we did ask whether anybody wanted uh, to ask a Valentine's Day theme question. And Ben even offered to uh, talk anonymous uh, de- declarations of love to your significant other. But uh, Ben, just checking Nothing. again. No, no, no. No one cares. Okay. Except yeah, so for. Apparently, we're not the platform for Valentine's Day messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we aren't going to be signing up for a memo anytime soon or no. doing shout outs. It's just not going to work, is it? No, Ian's already sent his to Tom Knowles, so that should be on its way there, I think. Yeah, hand deliver thousand <laughs> hundred red roses, <laughs> one, one for every day he's known and loved him. Um, but on Valentine's Day, uh, Mark Swatridge has asked Valentine's Day arrives, you have a choice of dinner with a much older partner, a much younger partner, or a Weymouth fan. Which of the first two do you choose? <laughs> Go on. Which one are you going for out of those three? A much older partner, a much younger partner, or a Weymouth fan? I mean, Tom Knowles is younger than all of us. I mean, the, so. jo- the joke, which of the first two do you choose? Yeah. I got it. I did get okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> just you, 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 neither of you responded in any way. So oh, I, I that, thought yeah. we were just going to leave it there. Um <laughs> Okay, next question. James. Yeah. Uh, Well, James Drew, what should I get the wife for Valentine's Day that isn't flowers or chocolate? Given it is Valentine's Day, James, you might be in trouble here. But (laughs) what have have you two got your significant others for Valentine's Day? I've got mine nothing. An evening out in cheddar. (laughs) An evening out in cheddar, yeah. Nice. That is that is nice. Um, Brownies. Brownies, nice. Okay. We have a little bakery near us that Jen really likes. And so right. I had some Valentine's brownies delivered. Am, am I not right in saying that Jen had a trip to the dentist? Was it? She had a problem with yeah, her tooth? Significant <laughs> dental surgery. Yes. So and a I'm brownie as well. I mean, I'm just, you know, weighing this up. Correct. Is that, <laughs> ben, is that Ben's cause and effect? Now, like, oh, shit. Well, how long can... <laughs> how can I get out of this one? Correct. Right. Okay. That's it. That's it. But well, no, no, nothing, Dave. Are you expecting anything? Am I expecting anything? No, I'm not. No. In, the, no, in the slightest, no. Oh. Why? Have you sent me something? No, I haven't. I just, <laughs> I haven't sent you any brownies either. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Okay. Well, if someone has sent me a Valentine's Day card, A, I'm a bit creeped out that you know where I live, uh, <laughs> and B, um, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> we haven't we haven't given him a, a, any selections of things he has to buy. Oh well, no, even, go on. An evening out at cheddar. An evening in cheddar, yeah, or or cheddar. a nice slice of cheddar, mature cheddar. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think you should buy a life-size cutout of Rubin Reed. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But turn your back to it. Turn. <laughs> Or turn his back to you. It's the best an, way to view. An evening in Weatherspoons with Angelo Belanta. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Champagne is on Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a, Can't quick fire. That. That's a quick fire snare drum there, yeah. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave actually did the action there, listeners. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Even... <laughs> yeah, I do actually um, have a snare drum. Okay. So Ian's taking Mrs. Perkins to Cheddar, and that segues us beautifully into uh, a number of questions from Clevo on the subject of Yock. <laughs> Every, he hasn't answered these ones himself, so, so well done on that. Um, but Clevo asked, looking ahead to Cheddar, what is the Glover's Caster's favourite type of cheese? Ben Barrett. Um... Not that you're a th- type of cheese, but... <laughs> Some of my puns are cheesy, though. I'll be honest. Ah, with you. Yeah. Um, I am partial. I'm par- I, I do like cheddar, but it has to be mild. I like a creamy cheese. Um, I don't like any of that mouldy crap, that blue stuff. No chance. Not not for me. That. Um, do Do you guys the only Do you guys know the only cheese that's made backwards? This is a terrible joke, isn't it? No, it's, it's made backwards. Go on. Edam. Edam. Oh. <laughs> okay. Ed, they got it. They got it. It's fine. They got it. It's okay. Um, yes. There you go. Just a mild cheddar. Just a, mild just, cheddar, just a yeah. really nice mild creamy cheddar for me, please. Yeah, as well not have cheese if you're just gonna have mild cheddar. No, because you, you, you <laughs> pair it with other things. Get a bit of Worcester sauce on there. Some bacon. Uh, we're getting nice. into we're getting yeah. into food. Some spam. Yeah. yeah. Cheese and spam. <laughs> I'm a cheese bagel. Mm. Ian, what's your favourite type of cheese? Cheddar. Just go with cheddar. We yeah. have a rule, always cheddar. Although yeah. Kate, Katie likes all the other, everything else. Yeah. It's, I hate it when a cheese turns up in the fridge and it honks out the kitchen for its lifespan. Yeah, you need some kind of Tupperware, don't you, to keep that kind of thing in. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of a garlic rule, you know, mm-hmm. soft cheese on yeah. a cracker. Um, and I'm also a big fan... Uh, of a like a Mexicana, you know, like with um with a bit of chili in it. Oh, chili, nice. chili cheese, yeah. I do like a bit of that with a with it on, on a cracker. So I go for I probably go for the Mexican uh one if I had to if I had to choose one. But yeah. Sometimes you do get a very nice flavoured cheese every now and again. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. My other favorite type of cheese is a cheeseburger. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. There you go. More burger than cheese. Um Okay, so on the question of cheddar, not the cheese, the um, the football team, um, which first teamers would you be starting on Tuesday night with Dagenham in mind next weekend? Can we just say, by the way, that they call their own stadium the Theatre of Cheese, and I am completely here. <laughs> and, and wasn't it in the last game we played Larkle, and their ground's called Plain Ham? 
So we've gone from ham to cheese, ham and cheese. We've made a lovely sandwich. That's what yeah. we've made. The best meal deal. Exactly. Fairly, fairly bland <laughs> sandwich, but yeah. yeah. A mild cheddar and plain yeah. ham sandwich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No spread. No spread. Thank yeah. you. Um, which first team is would you be starting? Well, I've well, someone start asked all about of this. Them. Someone asked about this, didn't they, in the pre-match uh, press Bloody conference? Bloody journalist. So, never... um, yeah, we were told that Max Evans is definitely on the start. Toby yeah. Stevens and Alex Bradley are going to play significant parts. Um, but we kind of have to play them all, don't we? I mean, how many of the others are going to get involved? I mean, we I assume Ollie Haste will be involved in some way, shape, or form, probably from the bench. Um, Can we play Morgan Williams centre back, please? You asked so nicely, so yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I tell you who I would play. I would play Dale Gorman. You would just to, just to yeah. so that somebody else doesn't have to play ninety minutes, knowing he's going to miss two games. Yeah. So I I'd play Dale Gorman. Who just start uh, from? Olamola. Yeah, I'd play Fella, yeah. And Sonny. Sonny. And Jordan Barnett. Yeah, he's, he's sticking with the book Jordan Barnett up front thing, isn't he? Yeah. Go and prove yourself in yeah. the uh, in the cheddar game, mate, and you're in for Dagenham. I wonder if he's gonna go four four two. Go for with, Mike Bassett. With who? With who? Fella, you think? Fella and Reed. Mm. Who's your midfield then? Gorman, Staunton, or Gorman and Stevens, Bradley, Bradley? <clears throat> and Barnett. Worthington wasn't in the squad either, was he? So mm. I don't know whether he's injured. Um, that could be one for him to you know, get some minutes in his legs. Yeah, I'd, I'd also have Robinson in, probably at left or centre-back. If he's missed out on Saturday, I think he needs to keep himself going and be ready. So Robinson comes in. Right back's a funny one. Do you want to overwork Little for a Cheddar game, for a Somerset Premier Cup game, or do you do you play somebody else? Um, I think Williams will play. Do you think you'll play him at right back and, and Robinson left back? Maybe. I don't think I don't think Little will play. I don't no. think there's a chance Little will play. I think I think they might put him on the bench. I think they might put him and Diath on the bench. And if it comes to it and they can have 10 easy minutes just to get some just to get the, the blood flowing, they can. Um, but I don't expect even to start. So Evans, Williams, centre backs. You have to go. Oh, you have to go Barkley and Wilkinson, really, don't you? Um, yeah. Robinson <laughs> left back. Bradley, Gorman, Stevens, Stevens, and then I, I, I'd have a front three of Low Everton, Fella, and Bun. That's me. I understand that Barnett's playing out of position there, but I want to see it. <laughs> Didn't Ben Jarney Jr. score like seven goals? Get him on... in. Yeah. How many more times? Yeah. Was it seven goals he scored? No, it was two. I don't know where we got seven from, but oh, was it? wasn't it seven nil? Oh, they won seven nil. Yeah, and he scored yeah. two of them. And he yeah. scored two. All right. Yeah. I maybe got a bit carried away with myself. <laughs> I do yeah. hope we get Ollie Haste for a few minutes. I'd like to see, you know, Fair play to him if he's in in England college kid. I mean, yeah, I hope he's involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, that'd be nice. I don't know. There, there might be a couple of others in the in the eighteens that that. Yeah, appear on this the jo- Joshua John seems to score quite regularly, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, someone like that is worth a 
worth a chance as well. Um, Cleaver does ask another question about Finlay Skiverton. Um, and is he still involved in the under 18 since Skiver's moved to Charlton? Well, when I looked back through the Southwest Counties Youth League um, website to try and find, they do show lineups of games. The last mention of Finlay Skiverton I could see was on the 13th of November. Um, I hadn't, couldn't see any reference to him anywhere. Um, in there, there is another player whose first name is Finley, but he's got a different surname, so I'm guessing that's not him, unless he just changed his surname. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that seems to be the last time you can see him was uh, back in back in November. So I don't know where he is, whether he's still he might be injured or he could be around, but no, that, no not not sure, unless he's gone to play in Charlton's under 18s instead. Well, perhaps. it's funny you say that because I've been looking through the under 18 lists of Charlton teams and oh, I, can't see him, I can't see him there either. Okay. All right. So, skip, uh, so <laughs> we, don't know, right? <laughs> we, we, we don't know is the answer, but yeah, have, have a look at Cheddar and see where he is. Uh, Clevo's got no excuse for not being there, but um, I know that Jake, uh, Jake from the Green and Whites is going to. Um, go on about me not being there either but i won't be there but um ian will be there with his good lady wife as well so make sure he say I probably won't i probably won't be there with my wife yeah be there with his <laughs> wife lucky lady um so on to uh, well actually do you want to say anything else about cheddar you wanted to talk specifically about cheddar didn't you ben or have we covered your topics as far as cheddar is concerned i think we're there um yeah. I, it reminds me of when playing football manager, if your team was in a rut and you weren't scoring loads, you'd organise a friendly, a mid-season friendly against the dog and duck reserves, score like 20, and everyone would suddenly be like high on confidence, and then you play your next couple of league games very well. So I kind of hope it's like that. It won't be like that because, you know, need a market. Not the dog and duck. <laughs> um, but I do, a... I would love it. I would love it to go full key in here. Um, <laughs> Can we, if they can, it went get down a... in my estimation when he called Cheddar the dog and duck. <laughs> and I tell you honestly, <laughs> right, carry on. Um, what was I saying? Um, I would like all of the strikers to get a goal. Fella, <laughs> Reed, Yusuf, however they're used, can they all three score and all fit like proper goals, not like an own goal, please, Addy. Um, yeah, a proper goal each and feel good for the weekend, please. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Right. Um, there is a question here, which is uh, I, when I read it, I had to read it a few times to understand it. But I think Ben, you might get this because it's it's got a cricket reference in. Sorry, and I'm not sure what your cricket knowledge or understanding is, but it's from Palace Glover, and I'm going to read it <laughs> word for word because I'm slightly confused by it. But what do you guys think about adding a heritage number to the front of players' shirts? Think of the numbers the ECB cricketers have. Each player given a number back as far as we can go. Then when a player comes back, they keep that number as their heritage number. For example, Fella or Reed would already have a number from their previous time at the club. So it could get added to the front of the shirt. It would bring back some history to the club could be a late tip of the hat to the club's anniversary that the owners have overlooked. <gasps> Little dig at the end there, but yeah, what do you think of um, what do you think of that, Ben? I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit and work out who's number one to whatever number we're on at the moment, though. No. Unfortunately, I would love it because it is one of those 
really cool little things where, like you say, whoever it is that comes in next gets the next number. So in England cricket terms, Adam Lyde and Joss Butler were 666 and 667. They're the only two I know off the top of my head because they debuted together. So when a new player debuts, they get the next number, the next available number to them. And it's sort of etched and it's their number. And a lot of players have their number tattooed or they have it on their caps and their hats and it becomes their uh, brand almost some players have that and yeah i absolutely love it I'd, i have no idea how you go about working out whether you start post-war and literally start with every lineup we've ever had and work them all out and when the first 11 come in they become 1 to 11 and then the first person to come in next becomes 12 and so on and so forth so if it's at all possible absolutely i've no idea how you go about figuring it out though but if we can uh, yeah incredible idea love it nigel dyson it's over to you oh if you if, <laughs> if you can nigel if you can genuinely that is an idea that if there was in any way shape or form where you could format an excel spreadsheet to show you in order of the players in which would use them we i would genuinely put them together and present it to the club i love this idea there you go Ben loves it. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, well, I, can, I cannot sound any more um, excited about the idea than Ben, can I, in this yeah. situation? No, but yeah, you should have come to me first. Yeah. I and then have Ben could have, you know, <laughs> sailed us off. <laughs> Instead, you came to me and okay. I said, it sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> It right. does, though. It'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be nice. Um, yeah. Some nods to history sounds like a, a good thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, like I said, yeah the more I, nods to history we can do as a football club, the better. Yeah, definitely. I, and, I, um, and I think it puts their position on a bit of a pedestal. And when someone comes to the club, you're given that number and you will forever be that number. And it gives, yeah. like, you're, you're coming here to represent the Town Football Club as number whatever the heck we are on that's your number here and yeah the loanies might just sit there and oh that's kind of cool i'm, I'm this number yeah imagine yeah. coming in and being like oh i'm number two i'm the 2000th player to yeah played for your town football club like, and yeah and maybe you're you're handed it's you know it's etched underneath your first shirt whatever under the badge of your first shirt things like that or it's on your arm or whatever it may be yeah who, do, who does the etching not to get an, an etcher at the football club. I'll find the one that did that picture of Darren Keeling's goal and see if we can uh, <laughs> if we can if we can get them to etch it. But that's it. We're out of questions. All the cheese related, Valentine's related things are done. So do we call it there? I think we do. Yeah. Well, Ian in, and Mrs. Egan, enjoy She's not going. Cheddar. She's not going. Enjoy Cheddar. I think she's gonna have a lovely time. Um, I hope it doesn't rain, but I'm sure she'll love it even if it is. And Ben, I, I hope Mrs. Barrett likes the brownies. Oh, no. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.